Shambo, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim, and today I want to jump right into it because the event I want to tell you about has been on my radar forever. Red Bull, as you know, puts on some amazing events around the world, and one that they're really well known for is today's episode, the Red Bull Paper Wings World Championship. All right, this year was the fifth annual Red Bull Paper Wings World Championship. Over 52,000 pilots entered this competition from 58 countries worldwide. Out of those 52,000 pilots, only 437 qualified to actually participate. And then out of those 437, 176 of them became finalists and were able to go to Salzburg, Austria to compete in the Red Bull Paper Wings World Finals. They competed in three different categories, length of time in the air, acrobatics, and distance. Length of time in the air was won by Cameron Clark from Australia. His plane flew for 13.33 seconds. I kind of want to just be silent for 13.33 seconds so we can all get a grip on how long that is, but that also sounds like it would make for really boring audio, so I'm going to spare you. But that is a long time, people. The acrobatic competition was won by Katerina Afanova. She's from the Ukraine, and she did a full-on display, including her own physical acrobatics, as well as her plane acrobatics. It's really cool to watch. And we'll have a video for you on RochambeauPodcast.com. So and then there's the distance competition. And that was won by the USA's own Jake Hardy. Jake is from Long Beach, California, and his plane flew for 168 feet. Y'all, that's almost the length of two entire basketball courts. It's truly amazing. And I am very happy to welcome Jake to Rochambeau. Hi, Jake. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me. So how does one go from Long Beach to world champion? You know, I honestly, that's a great question. I still, whenever I think about it, I laugh because I mean, paper airplanes, I didn't even know it was a competitive thing. Um, <laughs> it was all honestly just a fluke how I came across the competition at school one day. Um, and then ended up in Austria and winning the whole thing. So I still have the same question for myself every day. So when you were at school, where was this? Yeah, so I went to Cal State Long Beach. I graduated in 2015, so my senior year back in 2015, um, I was walking to class, just had some extra time and saw saw a Red Bull event. I was like, all right, um, I'll go check it out, get a free Red Bull and burn some time, <laughs> and then saw that it was a paper airplane event. I'm like, all right, I'll just grab a Red Bull and leave real quick. And I was like, you know what, There's it's like Red Bull. There's got to be some cool, like, I don't know, professional paper planers or whatever you call them. I don't know. Like, we'll check it out and see what's going on. Turns out they're like, no, like we're trying to get students to throw like it's a competition. Like um, if you if you set the record for the United States, you'll go to the world finals in Austria. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll just enjoy my Red Bull. I haven't thrown a paper (laughs) airplane since like third grade. Um, Long story short, they convinced me to get in it and I folded a literally probably the only plane that I remembered how to fold since like third grade threw it as far as I could throw it in the room but it hit the wall so unfortunately it wasn't long enough to break the U.S. record like two days later they called me back and said hey we have an open gym for you come and see if you can break the record so I drove a couple minutes from my home 
broke the record. Huh. Thought I was going to Austria, but unfortunately, I don't know what happened. They said, we can't take you because you had your two official throws already. So I was like, kind of bummed, but whatever. Um, so four years later, just this year in April or so, I saw that they had a qualifier down in San Diego, which is about an hour and a half south of me. It's like, you know, I'll just go give it a shot. Like, I don't got anything to do. Could get a free trip to Austria. Same thing again, though. It was in a in a gym down there, but hit the wall again. But luckily, it was far enough to break the record this time, so it stood. And they said, we have a couple more qualifiers throughout the U.S., but this is probably going to stand. And got an email probably about a week later and said, you're going to Austria to represent the U.S. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So the plane that you threw in Long Beach, the fold you did, was that literally the same fold that you knew how to do from being a child? Yeah, just literally the only fold that I remembered from a child. I mean, you, I could probably come up with some random paper airplane that, that wouldn't work, but the only one that I actually remember the exact fold from when I was a child, um, that was the one that I threw in Long Beach and qualified in the same one I threw in San Diego that got me to Austria. And is it similar to the one that you ended up throwing in Austria? Very similar. So on the U.S. team, there was 15 of us, five for each category, five distance, five hang time, and five aerobatics. Um, so we got to Austria Thursday morning. Um, Thursday night, they had, like, opening ceremonies and, like, literally, like, Olympic opening ceremonies. But getting back to the plane I was throwing, Friday they had qualifiers for long distance. Um, so they had – there was, like, 60 countries from around the world represented. So all the long distance guys threw um, on Friday, and only the top ten made it to the superfinals on Saturday. So I threw my plane. Um, we, we got two throws. My first throw went out of bounds. So I was, that, that throw was DQ'd. My next throw luckily stayed in bounds um, and then went far enough to qualify six in the world. And then there was another guy on the United States team who was uh, supposed to do pretty good. His name is Jason Merrill, uh, but he didn't qualify in the top ten. So he, this guy's like an origami genius. Like huh. He has like three books published of all his own origami designs and whatnot. Oh my gosh, um, you're not so what, kidding. Yes, like he's like the origami master. Like I don't know how he didn't qualify for the top ten, but he was super cool. Once I once I qualified and he didn't, he said, Hey, let me check out the plane you're throwing. So I like showed it to him. He looked at it for maybe like fifteen seconds and then showed me how to fold like another like very similar, but it just brought more weight to the front of the plane, which added like twenty five or thirty feet to the throw. Oh That's my gosh. Plane. Yeah. So this guy he's He's a genius. He definitely helped, for sure. What a good egg to help you. That's awesome. And so when uh, when we look at pictures of this plane that you threw, it's super-duper skinny and, to me, doesn't resemble what I knew to do as a child, which was probably pretty wide and would go maybe a foot if I was lucky. What's the thought behind the skinny, skinny plane? I don't know, um, honestly, a lot behind the, like, what do you call it, the, the flight trajectory and whatnot. I'm baseball player, so that's what I credit it to. Um, a lot of people out there were, like, engineers, so they knew, like, distance and, like, hang time and know, like, the velocity you need. And I didn't I didn't really know the reason behind a skinny plane. I just know you can throw it like a dart and it'll go. Um, so that's my honest opinion. It's a dart, and if you have a good arm, you'll be able to throw it. And obviously folds have to be decent, but it's really credited to a good arm. But, it's, yeah, it's definitely not like a, a plane you would think of as a child when it's kind of, like, gliding and it glides for a bit. This one just cuts through the air and goes as far as you can throw. I'm so happy that you mentioned your good arm because when watching videos, the running that you do beforehand and your throw is intense. So were you a ball player? I was. Grew up playing baseball my whole life. Um, played for, shoot, 20-ish years or so. People like, oh, you're a world champion. Like, 
uh, paper plane thrower. Like, it's crazy that you're a world champion or something. And it's sometimes I bring it up, but sometimes I don't because I don't really like bragging. But back when I was younger, 14, we won the World Series in Pennsylvania. So it's like oh I kind of joke with people who I, who, who I know well enough. Like, yeah, I'm like a two-time, but, like, I don't do that with everybody that I don't know. It's one of the people I just – I love giving my friends a hard time. Like, yeah, I'm two-time. You're nothing. I mean, that's legit. Um, <laughs> was there any prize that went along with winning the paper plane? Yeah, so got a – Pretty, I mean, a pretty sweet trophy. Um, have it in my room, sitting on my shelf. Um, but also got a trip to where do we go? Budapest. Um, I love Budapest. Free trip to Budapest. They flew the three win the three winners of each category out to Budapest, and we got to go to one of the Red Bull air races out there. So the actual race planes, um, they hooked us up all out there, and we were VIP at the race and all inclusive. Oh, and so cool. Basically, got another free trip to Europe, which was so cool. And, and that, that, I mean, that prize is awesome. I'll always remember that. But really, the coolest thing about going out there was meeting people from around the world. Like, that's something something that I always cherish is just cool having friends that you'll have forever. You know, a lot of the competitions that we cover are smaller communities that these people have been around each other for so long that they've built and, you know, weaved an incredible community. The vibe I'm getting from you is boots on the ground. It was more of an Olympic village feel and that created a very intense camaraderie quickly. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, that's what I tell all my friends. Like it literally was like an Olympic village. You have 60 countries from around the world with almost 200 people there in one hotel. It's just so cool to see people from different backgrounds, like I said, all having fun in the same thing. And it was cool to see so many. I never thought I would say like paper airplanes could be an art, but like a decent amount of people there, like paper airplanes were their thing. And they could like, it was literally an art how they did things. There was a handful of people like me who were like, how the heck did we get here? What are we even doing for a paper airplane competition? But but really, like, looking into it, like, especially the, the aerobatics competition, it's like a, a minute freestyle with music. Just they're making boomerangs out of planes. I don't even know how to explain it. It's way cool to see everybody's different talents that they have. Yeah, I kind of failed in the intro trying to explain the acrobatic one as well because it was beautiful to watch. It was It was physically acrobatic. And she launched multiple planes throughout her routine. Right, yeah. I mean, you saw Katerina, who won from the Ukraine, who's obviously could dance like no other, and then throw planes like no other as well. Just bringing those two arts together was so cool to see. And then there was highlights of other people who were competing as well. Just I remember uh, Taichi from Japan, he created like a, it was like an origami ball. It was like a paper ball that he threw up in the air. And when it hit its peak height, it literally like exploded. Like there was no fireworks or anything with it. it just popped open and a bunch of little planes came out and like little origami twirlers came out it looks like they look like paper fireworks oh my and gosh then, i saw that it was so yeah. amazing looking that i assume that was something produced by red bull no that was just that was him on his own people holy moly everybody created their own stuff and whatnot so it was pretty crazy to see yeah that is some crazy talent um the hang yeah. time one did you get to play around with any of the competitors who did hang time and learn a trick or two from them? Yeah, so I did get to talk with a lot of people in hang time and whatnot, and it was cool to see. I mean, a lot of the planes were very similar um, in hang time, but it was cool to see the little different little tweaks they had on their planes to make them a little better, fly a little different and whatnot. Cameron, who won, had his plane in there for almost 13 and a half seconds, which is it's so long. Uh, it's unreal. No clue how they do that. That's awesome. And yeah. so what was your, um, do you have much of a travel history prior to this event? Had you been over to Europe before? I had never been to Europe. That was my first time going oh, to cool. Europe. Um, I had 
I'm blessed enough to be able to. I have traveled quite a bit. I've worked in Australia and Alaska. Neat. Get to go down to Mexico a couple times a year, and then travel throughout the U.S. But always wanted to go to Europe and had never been. And I said, "Shoot, I'm going with Red Bull for free, all inclusive, my first time. Like it's all downhill from here." <laughs> <laughs> and then yet you ended up in Budapest VIP. Yeah, right. I was like, "Shoot, man, maybe it is getting better." So can't complain. And then I'll be heading down to Costa Rica beginning of next year for another not with Red Bull, but just with another agency for another little paper airplane event. So getting to travel a little bit more just because paper airplanes, I would have never known. <laughs> what is the other event? Uh, it's more of a humanity event. It's not quite an airplane competition. Uh, just an agency down in Costa Rica reached out to me and said they're putting on like a recycling green humanity event down there. They want to involve like just bring kids into it, get kids involved, and like show how you can make paper airplanes out of like recycled paper and whatnot. And somehow they found me on the internet and said, "Hey, we want you down here. We're gonna fly you down here and put you up in a hotel. What do you think?" I said, "Sign me up. Like, let's do yeah, it." Yeah, so. that's so awesome. Who would have thunk that paper airplanes would be literally flying you around the world? Seriously, so funny. A plus. Well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. I absolutely love your story. Do you think you'll be going back to defend your title? Are they doing another one in four years? You know, they don't have a set date on it. Um, they say it really just depends on what's on their calendars, but I definitely do want to go back and try and defend my title. But who knows if I'll be able to throw in three or four years. My arm's pretty pretty toast from baseball, but hopefully, hopefully it's still hanging on that. I would love to go back and just be able to compete and see everybody who I met out there. Um, it was cool. There was a lot of Kind of how you mentioned before, like smaller competitions can have a lot of community, but even this one, there was people who had competed for the past two or three events, so they had gone back the past couple years in a row. It was oh, cool awesome. to see the bonds that they had, they had built. I definitely want to make it back out there, but God willing, who knows? Well, I hope you do, and Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So how about that? Flying around the world on the wings of a paper plane? Not bad at all. If you guys are interested in learning more about paper plane competitions, we'll have some links for you on RochambeauPodcast.com. As always, thank you to Cadillac Jones for supplying the music for this podcast. We very much appreciate you. And you guys out there, if you know of a competition that we haven't covered yet or a crazy event or something that just feels very Rochambeau to you, please do reach out. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And one thing that I wanted to add today that I would also love to get your feedback on, some people have been sending me some random clips of people playing Rochambeau, rock, paper, scissors. And if you've seen any of these clips floating around, please send them to us. But one of my favorites that I saw recently was two people struggling over a parking space. And I think they had both kind of approached it at the same time. And then somehow they both figured out that Rochambeau was really going to be the way to figure this out. And they both put their hands outside the car and did a little round and... It was very gentlemanly, and then one took the parking space. So if you see any more fun uses of Rochambeau around the World Wide Web, please do send them our way. That's it for this episode. Till next time, people. (laughs) 